Welcome to the Jamodi Podcast, where we interview coaches and leaders to find out not just what they do, but how they do what they do. Becoming the best version of ourselves is Jamodi, just a matter of doing it. How do you build confidence in your players? Great, great question. Uh, many ways. Our number one way is getting them to, to fall in love with preparation. Getting them to understand the correlation between preparation and confidence. You know, preparation breeds confidence. Think about it. If you and I do a motor skill every single day, like every single day, whether it's an hour, 30 minutes, eventually we're going to master that skill where we can do it with our eyes closed. This driving. Like you and I could drive a car in front of 8 billion people. Now, our, our heart rate be a little elevated. <laughs> I mean, 8 billion people watching us. Sure. But if, if we had to drive a mile down the highway, you know, make left hand, right hand interchange, stop, we could do it. Well, how? In preparation. Like, I, I don't, I don't, I don't get this. Like, and, and I tell, and, and I'm trying to be patient, but a, a player is in charge of their own confidence, man. I can't. Yeah. I can't jump in your head. I can't jump in your heart. Those are two things I can't control. I can't control your effort. can't control your attitude. can't control your emotions. But I can foster an environment where you can succeed in that. But to me, it's it's getting them to work, getting them to do their homework, getting them to prepare. You know what I mean? So it's it's videos, PDFs, lectures, parables. You, you teach you demonstrate, you teach how Jesus taught. You expl- explain, you demonstrate, you pray. Number two, it's um, catching them doing something right. Mm. You know, find find little small victories. Don't focus on the makes or misses. Focus on the process, the mechanics. Give, give you know, some coaches don't believe in this. I, I do. You give them praise for trying. I know Yoda doesn't like that in Star Wars. Do, <laughs> you know, um, do or do not. There's no try. There's like, no I get, try. <laughs> I get that. It, well, he was talking about Jedi. You know, mm-hmm. so heck, if you're in the NBA, WNBA. Yeah, at some point, you're a Jedi. You know, you want to yeah. win a championship. You want to be a star. You can't just try no more. You got to produce. Yep. But the but the process. You know, we're not talking like you know at the beginning of the season. We're talking like off season. Yeah, those dudes have already put in their 10,000 hours. So they, yeah, yeah, man. Yeah. So, you know, in June, we're, we're trying, we're trying, we're trying. By, by September, we got to do it. So it's, it's celebrating, it's being positive with that player. If they're working hard, praise that, praise the hard work, praise the positivity, praise the showing up. And then it's, it's, it's being aware of their body language, their conversation to themselves. Are they negative? Are they putting dirt and darkness on their light? If they are, take it off. Have them talk positive. Have trigger words. Uh, hold them accountable if they're having any negative, uh, behavior or spirits. Have them have a, a word where it gets them to the next play. And just focus on that. Uh, make highlight tapes of, of practice and game and have them watch it. Look, check their feed. Social media is probably the number one destruction of confidence because it's mm. a comparison tool. You know what I mean? Especially Instagram. Check their feed. Check their post. What are they clicking, commenting, liking? What are they reading? Check their music. I watched uh, just out of 
to keep myself current in this culture, my wife and I watched the uh, Billboard Music Awards yesterday, right? And, uh, and, and love it, man. Tremendous artists, tremendous talent. But if you're not mature, you know, I mean, there's three, there's three, you know, pit, pits of, of, of evil that we, we saw watching that because kids watch that. They're, they're diving into the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eye, the pride of life. Mm. And that's what, that's what the music and movie industry fosters, right? It gets you into thinking what, what, what you look at is important. What you feel is important and it's all about you, you know, lust of the eye, lust of the flesh, pride of life. And those, if you sin and fall, you're going to fall in those three categories, me and you included. Yep. And, and, and the industry of music and movies just, uh, enhances that for kids. It's not positive. I mean, I, I saw more booty shaking and, you know, makeup and like perfectly structured bodies and bling bling and, it's all about me and like, man, come yeah. on, man. You know, um, it, it was, but it was, it was real and, and I, I, I enjoyed it, but it's not something that I'm watching every day. It's not what I'm, you know, it, it it's not part of my routine every morning. Right. It, it's, and so I'm telling you, man, um, these kids confidence comes because the, the social media tries to discredit their self-esteem. They get distracted by the wrong things and don't stay focused on their journey and they make destructive choices because of that. So the three D's, Matt, you can tell your team this at some point. Don't, don't uh, let other people discredit your self-esteem. Don't let the negative forces out there distract you, right? Laziness, fear, people, peer pressure, drugs, alcohol, and then um, don't make destructive choices because of that off the floor. If you do, you'll never reach your destiny. Yeah. And, um, you know, I, I talk, I see that with pro, like a lot of pros come see me now at home overseas, G League guys, pre draft, high school kids. And man, we talk about that a lot. Like, you know, kids are good from 10 to 12. Say you're working them out 10 a.m. to 12 p.m. or 3 to 5 p.m. But it's what do they do from five to three? What do they do from 12 to 10? What's their routine off the floor? Right? Because repetition is the mother of success. If they're getting repetition with narcissistic and negativity and, you know, wasted time management and all that, then they get back on the court mentally and emotionally. They're not going to have what they need to produce physically. And so that's, that's important, man. That's, that's real important. I think that's that's a great reminder for for players. It just because we we do. I, I mean, I know I'm guilty of. I I focus so much on what they're doing in front of me and what those what those actions and what those moments are like. But helping them to basically set up their day for success, all those other hours, and 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 the way you mentioned or, or talked about how social media can really I didn't re, I didn't think of it that much as distracting from their game I mean I know the you know uh comparison is the thief of all joy and so I, I definitely get that and, and that's what it I have to keep away from that when I see coaches with state championships all over yeah you know you gotta you gotta fight that daily uh but what great reminder for players and coaches just yeah 
like think about this like time attacks immature people but mature people attack time and a lot of the nba coaches that i talk to talk about that they're like you know these guys struggle on the court because off the court they have all this time and they waste it yeah so my point is i've had players stay with me and and most of the day they're on their phone going through feeds of highlights or what this guy's doing and what LeBron's talking about or sports center where cool, spend two hours on your phone, but you got to match that and spend two hours in a book, two hours meditating, two hours reading, two hours watching film, hell two hours stretching, two hours getting extra shot. Then because they spent two hours on the phone or three hours on the phone, now they don't have the energy or they don't have the time to spend that two, three hours extra that they need. Like, you know, if, if you want to be the best you can be, you're, you're doing three days. You're doing three. I mean, honestly, yeah. especially if, if you're short and, and, and let's throw the race card in there. Cause it, the race card was thrown at me when I was younger. I was the only white dude in my school at times. The only white guy, uh, in my high school and, and, and JVT. Um, if you're, if you're short and white, you got a point zero 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 one percent chance of playing division one. And so you got to wake up in the morning, get your work in. You got to do something in the afternoon, get your work in. And you got to do something at night, five days a week, take two days off. But it's like, you know, to me, the way I got a scholarship being short, and, I mean, I had 31 division one offers, Matt. And during the summer, man, I, I was working on my game four to six hours a day. And a lot of that was taking notes, watching, you know, not my film, but like Larry Bird, Isaiah right. Thomas, John Stockton, VC, something called VCR tapes. <laughs> I, I lifted weights. I ran on the track. I played pickup. I had my skill development. I had my ball. I did ball handling sessions. I mean, it was, you know, it was four to six hours, man. And these kids now, they'll work out with me at home, and then they'll come home and I think that's sit in it. their room. Yeah. And so I got to say, hey, read, read your book, Why the Best of the Best, Relentless, uh, John Gordon Training Camp, uh, Brene Brown, um, Angela Duckworth Grit. I got all these. And so I got to, like, make them do stuff where they're on their phone. So that's what I'm saying, 100%. Confidence has to do with how players attack time, time management, preparation. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. You, what you just said came right back to that preparation piece. And so many – I think there's so many uh, high school players, maybe even college and pro, but that that think that they should be confident because they think that they've prepared. But that's the maybe the art, and like you said before, of telling the truth and not being afraid to to or not or not holding back from from letting these players know. Like there's somebody with your same set of circumstances could do way more. There's somebody out there doing that. Great example. So you know, co um, who was it? Uh, Jay Williams tells the story of, of Kobe all the time. First time he played Kobe, you know, he gets out on the floor and Kobe's already out there working. And so Jay's like, man, he, he's already out here working, full out of sweat. He puts in, you know, an hour and then leaves and then Kobe's still out there working. You know, people go work out with Kobe during the summer. Kobe, you know, he says, hey, let's, let's meet at the gym at 530 in the morning. Well, Kobe gets there at 430 already working when they show up at 5.15. I mean, you either come an hour 
you're early or you're going to be a minute late. Like I'd rather come an hour early than be a minute late. So it's, it's that, you know, you think you work hard, then there's a Kobe mentality. You think you get up a lot of shots, then you meet Ray Allen. You think you have passion for the game and then you watch a Gannon Baker workout like that. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. That's the next yeah. level right there. The next level yeah. in a Baker yeah. workout. Yeah. Sorry. That was a narcissistic <laughs> statement. I apologize. Somebody will see that and say, see, see I told you he's arrogant. Look at he's talking yeah. about himself in third person. See? They're going to, they're going to cut, you. they're going to cut that little piece out. You just did it to yourself, man. Yeah. There you go. You know, so I got, but no, man, like, you know, I, you know, I thought I was working hard and then my dad worked me out. He's like, that's how you work out. I got you. You know, coaches come here and they think, you know, they know the game and then you you inject something new and, and, and neat and they're like, oh man, there's a whole nother level. I mean, you and I could go sit with hundreds of coaches and, and they, they would humble us because like, oh man, I thought I knew right. about leadership. I thought I knew about discipleship. You know what I mean? Like, so there's always another level that you can get to and and that's that's a constant battle with kids and, and preparation. But I, 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 anybody listening to the sound of my voice and, and hearing us today, parents, administrators, leaders, coaches, the best way to confidence is preparation, holistically, physical, mental, emotional, spiritual. You do that. Um, Ray Allen said a, a great routine equals great results. Get into a routine. And then the grit, greatness resides in toughness is showing up and doing it every day when you don't feel like it. One of the things I learned from LeBron after a workout one time, I asked him, I said, hey, what, how do you define greatness? What's something I could take back to the young people? He said, consistency. He's like, learn how to do it right, love what you do, and then show up, do it every day. He said, greatness is consistency. Hmm. So all I right, said, I, I got to ask found. this. I, I, out of all the people you've worked with, you've probably had this question before. Hardest worker out of all the people you've worked with, who is it? Yeah, I get that all, all the time. Um, people w- would want to hear Kobe or Kevin Durant uh, or Maya Moore or Blake Griffin, but I'm, I'm gonna throw this guy at you and nobody will, will know who he is. But to me, he's you know, Mark Stoudemire worked hard, but the, the one guy is a guy named Rodney Clark. You ever heard of him? I don't know, I don't yeah. think so. You know, Google him. R-O-T-N-E-I-I, uh, McDonald's uh, All-American, Nike All-American from Arkansas, played at Arkansas, transferred to Butler, 5'10", short kid, uh, went to went to Australia, became two-time MVP in their top league. I think he's playing over in Europe now, but he was the hardest worker wow. I've ever had in my life. Like, he worked harder than me as a coach, and I had him when I was in my you know early 30s. So I was at the top of my physical game as a <laughs> yeah. coach, and he was just relentless. Like effort, attitude, sweat. He went through three or four outfits in, in 90 minutes, two pairs of shoes. Mm. At times, he would go so hard that his feet would bleed. Like you could just feel the vibration of his intensity as his feet was on the floor, as he pounded the ball. He, he grunted like Rocky. Um, he would talk to himself. You know, and he was efficient. Like he had Damian Lillard range, but 5'10", play in the SEC, play the Butler, like dude overcame the ice, should have been a jockey, you know, <laughs> and, and, and for the equestrian sport. But 
just um I just had no words for him. So it was more of encouragement and man, can we do better? And you know, just teaching him, hey, here's the read off a of pick. It was just superficial surface stuff to enhance what he did, but you know, you just gosh, if everybody had a motor like him, and Kobe had that. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Right. But again, I wasn't Kobe's trainer. I was, you know, wasn't uh, with him that long to really experience his work ethic. Amari had that, but you know, Rodney worked harder, man. Yeah. Um, but see, that's inspiring, Jared, though. That's inspiring, though. The, like, here's here's a guy that I mean, you've worked with thousands of players, and here's a guy that probably we wouldn't yeah. know or hear about, but he made an impact on you with yeah. it's it's exactly what you were saying early on about how you can impact others with your approach and how you show up every day and then as players you know they, they can do that too 100 percent, he inspired me and um you know that's why he's still playing that's, that's why he's you know he, he was a christian and um i asked him well, why do you, you know, I, I knew why but i always like to hear people's why yeah, yeah. that's why as a coach you know um there's no value in the obvious. So ask people questions, even though you know the answer, because they're not going to give you the, the obvious. They're going to give you their why. And his authenticity was, was awesome because he said, the reason why I go so hard is so I can have peace. Because mm. if I go as hard as I can, there's nothing else I can control. I've done everything else I can do. I got to, and boy, if, if that's not faith, right? Do the yeah. best with what, and, and this is not in the Bible. I'm sure there's an interpretation and you can make a sermon out of it because <laughs> your Christianity is on another level than mine. But I doubt that, but yeah. You know, you know, do the best you can with what you got and God will honor with what you bring. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I always, and my grandma, uh, always told me that look if you do your best god will bless the rest yep yeah you know my, mo my mom so, had that same uh same quote with me yep yeah yep and, and that's what rodney was saying is like yeah. you know if, if you go so hard you know what that's a that's a great way to battle anxiety and, and nerves because yeah. what more can you do and so you're like look if i fail then i fail i'm doing the best i can and people surprise themselves. Yeah. Because guess what? Your best is darn good enough. Not for the NBA, Rodney. But dad going, man, two time MVP, making two hundred fifty thousand dollars in Europe, working out four hours a day, seeing the world, tremendous peace, you know, five ten white dude. What a what a testimony you can be to people yep. that that think they're too small or too too white or too rich or too poor to do something. Success. It's colorblind and gender free. Mm. So don't you dare let people in titles and stats, right? Limit yeah. you because do your best and God will bless the rest. Let's go, Matt. Preaching, baby. Let's go. <laughs> Let's go. It's a, Let's go. It's a great. What do you want? That coffee? You got coffee going? You coffee drinking? I got, I got yeah, I got, got some latte. There you go. Man. There you go. Almond milk. I feel it. I feel the, I feel the, no, but you don't need it though. But I think that that mentality though is a great way. Like what I want for my sons, what I want for my players is to live without regret. Like to look back and feel it. I mean, you're yeah. probably that way. I feel that way about my playing career is like the one thing that I feel like I actually did well was my approach to the game. 
And, but living without that regret, how many guys do you hear, man, I wish I would have put in more time. I wish I would have, you know, so I, I love that mentality that he had. Thank you for checking out today's episode. Please take a moment to subscribe to this podcast, share it with your fellow coaches, and find us on social media for what's coming up next on the Jamoti podcast. It's just a matter of doing it.